My name is Sean Jordan. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. Here we'll be discussing the history and legacy behind disabled hunters, trappers, anglers, and how they adapt and persevere in the woods, on the line, and on the water. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I'd like to introduce my guest, former U.S. Marine and South Carolina patrolman, founder and lead director of Roar Outdoors, Mike Hudson. How you doing, Sean? Pretty good. How are you doing today? Oh man, fat and happy, buddy. <laughs> That's good. So uh, let's start with uh, yeah. when did you get into the Marine Corps and all that? I uh, went into the Marine Corps in 92. Um, you know, did a short stint. Uh, was actually still in the Marine Corps Reserves when I got hurt. Was in law enforcement as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my injury was not service connected. I actually got hurt diving into a pool um, in 1995. So, uh, having a good time hanging out with friends, a lot of first responders there. Um, nobody expects to get hurt that way, but, yep. um, dove into the pool, hit the bottom, broke my neck and ended up swimming out myself. And that's what caused all my damage. Um, uh, from yeah. swimming out and yeah. you have yeah. actually just let them take care of it. You wouldn't have had as much damage. Well, that's, that's what the doctors say, but you know, I, I, I tried to reiterate to him. I can't drink that much water. Yeah. Right. I know, uh, guy that i had on recently lucas harrow he was a first responder and whatnot and he was swimming in the mississippi dived in and he didn't hit the bottom he just hit the water hard enough that it actually paralyzed him right and dang i really want to go hunting with him yeah you know that's that's the blessing of it you know I, i i tell people all the time god doesn't make mistakes um i'm blessed enough i get to hunt with a lot of great guys and girls um, me and Jason Beard with the KT team, actually, we met at Shepherd Center in 1995. We both got hurt at the same time. Um, and so we were just blessed to know each other. And um, we get to hunt every year together, whether it's turkey, deer, or you name it, we chase it. Nice. <laughs> so you've been hunting your whole life? Oh, yeah, man. That was one of those things. It, uh, my dad was a Marine as well. So, you know, we, we rarely made it home. And when we did, it was usually to my grandfather's house. Um, and hunting was always on the books. You know, if, it, if we weren't hunting, we were fishing. If we weren't fishing, we were swimming. So it was everything outdoors. Nice. What type of uh, game did you hunt when you were going there? You know, predominantly it's whitetail. Uh, where we're at in South Carolina, turkey was not really a big thing um, mm-hmm. for us um, until later on in my life. Um, killed some birds before my injury. But um, birds are hard to chase, man, as a quad. A lot yeah. of people don't understand that. You know, they, they see a few guys killing them here and there, and it's it's tough to get a big cumbersome chair close to a bird. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, going through those track chairs, they weigh upwards of, what, 2,000 pounds? Well, the or one just I a have, wheelchair in general? Yeah, I mean, the one I have is maybe 350 pounds, but it's noisy. It's got a bunch of junk on it. Um, you still can't hide it. You, uh, yeah. you try to push to make it where you can, uh, get it going. And most of the time they're so wide, you have to trailer it wherever you go. So it just, they're, I mean, they're fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but everything has its price. So, yeah. So it's, you're sacrificing size and for mobility and right. Yep. Right. You're well, not going to have any speed with it, but I've yet to find a place mine won't go. So, Yeah. I think uh, dense, ve- super dense vegetation is about be about the only thing I could think of. But right. just put the plow on it, and you'll be good. I think. Hey, just keep trucking, man. Right, keep trucking. Out of that, I'd hook up a ch- a chain to it and see how well that thing can pull. That's right. That's right. They, you know, where they don't have speed, they make up in torque. Uh, so, uh, you know, that was one of those things for for years. I tried to get on the beach. I've been hurt. This would be my twenty eighth year. Um, and aside from outdoor activities, as far as hunting, uh, just being able to get onto the beach. So I got my first track chair through the independence fund in 2014. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I was able to hold my wife's hand and go down the beach without any hesitation. It's fantastic. Nice. So now they need to make one that's uh, waterproof so you can get in the water. That's right. Submersible. That'd be great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a little uh, propeller on the back or something that's right keep on cruising yeah i think we were i was talking with uh the uh, founder of outrider usa about that (laughs) like putting a propeller on it put some 
uh, some uh, flotation outriggers on the sides and just nice little trolling motor moving around the water. You know, it's uh, it's us guys in the chairs and uh, usually we duct tape it or zip tie it or whatever we can do. And we're always trying to find ways to modify it. Hence, I tell people all the time, if you look around, it's predominantly guys in chairs. Just we do dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, I can attest for doing dumb stuff on the occasion. Ah, that's that's what makes life worth living, right? Right. So, when did Roar Outdoors come into being? Well, um, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I've I've done multiple things in life. I've got three college degrees, chased passions as far as workforce, uh, mm-hmm. worked at Social Security, and some other places. Um, got married in 2014 and, uh, my wife, I was doing uh, public relations for an insurance company at the time. And she said, you know, our marriage is not going to last unless you find a way to chase your passions. So we started reaching out, looking around and, uh, we decided we were going to start our own nonprofit. So hmm. Roar, rediscovering outdoor activities and recreation. That's what it's about. It's about advocacy. It's about inclusiveness. Um, it's about showing people that life can go on and it's not just about hunting. Those are my passions. I love hunting and fishing. I love being mm-hmm. in the outdoors. But Roar really came about so we can show people whatever your passions are. You know, I tell people if it's hopscotch, we'll figure out how to do it. Um, you know, I, I want it to be about finding new ways to advocate for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blessed in that I do a lot of travel. Um, my wife's the CEO of a credit union. So whenever she travels, if it's somewhere fun, I'll tag along and I'll find out whatever is accessible. Um, mm-hmm. get travel types and I'll go do that while she's in conferences or whatever she's got going on. Um, and it's just an opportunity to write blogs about it and tell people, Hey, this is where you go. This is how you do. This is what works. This is what doesn't work. Um, and of course that's all opinionated. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's my opinion, but we just try to be educated in that opinion. All right. So what else have you guys tried, uh, acquiring those, uh, robotic locking legs? I have not. We um we have a guy in South Carolina that has. I mean, we've seen him at the Cooper River Run. A um, mm-hmm. couple guys that we've seen that have done those. As a quad, my luck, man, I, I busted my tail out of my track chair. I know if I had something like that, I'd run headlong into something. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I pick my battles, and I don't know that bionic <laughs> legs are where I'm at yet. Well, the way I've seen it set up, I've seen a couple of people do it too. And yeah, they got the crutches in the front for the arms and they got the legs and a buddy of mine out of California was on them. And he said, dear God, he got a leg workout and he worked that thing till the battery died. That's awesome though, man. I mean, you, you think about how technology's advanced so rapidly. I mean, I'm excited for what's coming for the people that are behind us. That's, that's what it's about. You know, we're doing a lot of uh, projects on our property. In South Carolina, and it, I mean, we've got uh, clays, we've got steel targets, we've got reinforced berms. Yeah. Um, we're, we're doing a whole lot of things, and it, that's what it's about. It's about leaving it for the next generation. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely uh, come a long way since the uh, ADA came out. Right. Right. And, you know, it's one of those things we're blessed enough. I, I do a lot of advocacy in other parts of the world, and we've been talking to some folks in Kenya and Tanzania. Um, and you think about it, Kenya, I was just talking to a guy today that's paralyzed. He had the hand make of, of a wheelchair. So the front end's like a three wheel bike and hmm. he can push the thing around in his house, dirt floor still. Um, I mean, can you imagine? And then yep. the next thing you know, if he needs to get down the road because there's no ADA um, and he's got no way to really get from A to B, he engages the front end on that thing like a bike and just hand trikes it. Wow. But, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, thinking about how everything has come together and I mean, the advancements in disabled technology, it went from, like you were saying, duct tape and paper clips to right. weld, now welded f- instruments and everything underneath the sun. I mean, electronics. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's where it's at. You know, it, it allows us to be able to bridge those gaps sometimes. I'm uh, even as a quad, I'm blessed enough. I can pull the trigger with my thumb uh, pretty accurate that way. But if mm-hmm. I'm doing something like turkey um, or I'm shooting deer at long distance, 
which South Carolina, you know, a couple hundred yards is about all you're going to do. But if you're shooting longer distance, I use a sip and puff. Um, no shame mm-hmm. in my game, man. I, you know, I want to be on it. Um, was hunting with uh, KT Terrell with the KT team the other day, man. Technology as great as it can be. Uh, we had three long beards come in. I had zero optic, man. My my red dot would not come on no matter what we did. And so yeah. we were just we were shooting blind, man. You know, just little literally line up the shot and pray to God. Well, you know, I, I figured out now. I got a grease pencil and put a dot dead center. You know, because you're looking through blank glass at 50 yards. I mean, it's you can you can shoot for it all you want, you know. And every once in a while, you might get lucky. But um, we had great footage. Turkey came in, did everything um, that they shouldn't have done, and came within 10 yards of me. I could have hit one with a yardstick, pretty much. Um, nice. Just couldn't hit him when he came out on that road at 50. But that's that's yeah. why it's hunting, man. You know, no big yep. deal. Awesome opportunity. Yeah. Well, going out more turkey hunting this year? Yeah, I was actually blessed. I, I hunted with uh, Hunts of Honor last week. Um, so they do a lot with um, wounded vets. They do a lot with law enforcement. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the kickers. We're, we're doing a lot of stuff with first responders. That's one of the groups, you know, that um, doesn't get as much publicity. And uh, we just want to make sure that we're reaching out to our brothers and sisters in arms and also those that continue to serve. Um, yeah. And and that's one of those tough things. I I was actually blown away. They surprised me. I was I was going to help um host a hunt. And uh next thing I know they said, No, you're hunting this time. So um nice. I don't really like being in that limelight, but um yeah. it's just mind blowing that they would think enough to do it. But it's you know, the birds have really acted funny um in the Carolinas the last couple of weeks. We had a hen fly in and she stayed in the field for an hour and a half. Not a gobbler herd anywhere. I mean, it's, wow. just, it's getting crazy. Yep. My turkey season starts the 26th. So Okay. And how long does yeah. it run? It runs from the 26th to the 14th. Okay. You got a good and, season. Yep. I actually put in for a draw this year. Okay. Because the reservoirs are the only way you can get in at a reservoir is okay. with a draw. Yeah. And so I put in from one at Salamone, which is about 15 minutes from my house. Any luck? Uh, yeah, I'm, I go review the paperwork still, but, and they have a parking permit and you know, all that stuff. Right. And I get to probably figure out where I get to go hunting. Well, you know what, man, it's just awesome that you've got the draw. We, uh, I just got back from two weeks ago. We went out to Texas and, uh, we were able to do some hog hunting and coyote hunt. Um, but man, I, I I skipped out on the thirty first, and they started Rio's on the first. So uh, well, you know they run till next month on the fifteenth. So I'm gonna try to get back out to Texas. I haven't been to Texas yet. That's on a docket plan for letter date and time. Well, you got my number, man. You let me know we can get you out towards Iowa Park, Wichita Falls, man. They they've got some animals out there, but it's a Texas is a whole nother animal. That's one of those crazy places. Being a Carolina guy, man, it's nuts. Yeah, I'm a Northeast Indiana guy. Right. So you get out there, man. You talk about seeing some distance. You see some animals, man. That's a lot of ground to cover. Well, yeah, we uh, we can definitely see distance around here. Nothing but, especially when the uh, crops are cut. Right, right. <laughs> but man, that's you why you guys got miles. those monster deer. Yeah, uh, world, uh, not world, in United States, number one out of southern Indiana. Yeah. So, yep. Some big corn-fed guys. Yeah, I call them Hoosier Bruisers. Hoosier Bruisers. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I know they got Iowa Giants and a few other names, but Hoosier Bruisers sound cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, you got to get out there and chase it, man. That's what the passion's about. It's about seeing animals and just. You know, I I consider it a win if I can get a chair close to it, if I can uh, fool a deer or turkey into thinking that I'm I'm one of their critters and they come in to see me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a win win for me. What's up? You use any uh, mouth calls or? No, I I tell you, I'm terrible with a mouth call. Um, I just don't like the way it feels. Uh, You know, all my Mm -hmm. buddies, they're they're phenomenal with it. Um, I do pretty good with a box call. We're actually Mm -hmm. doing a different prototype so I can call and still shoot myself um hmm. and that way i can uh hook either a leather strap or a velcro strap around the bottom of a box 
run the box call, keep it on my left hand, pick up the shotgun with my right, use the sipping puff. Um, nice. Yeah. I mean, man, we got to continue to bridge those gaps and keep pushing. You know, um, we can't let limitations slow us down. That's the biggest thing is, you know, a closed mind is the worst disability out there. Right. Yeah. I got a read call for mine. Uh, what brand do you normally use? Man, we've we've been blessed. Um, the KT guys have put out a bunch. Uh, Dave Owen, I get to hunt with those guys. Um, Matt Van Sice, Mark Perdome. Um, I'm telling you, the laundry list of guys that are actually great at making calls. Um, mm -hmm. These guys are phenoms, and I'm just blessed to call them friends. So, um, you know, I go out That's and good. listen to these guys calling. It's just mind blowing. Um, yeah. I mean, you think about it. We had, um, we did, they did a hoot, owl hoot the other day, you know, trying to locate some turkey. Next thing I know, man, I've got two owls 10 yards ab above me on the right, just wearing it out. And I'm like, man, I thought somebody had eased up behind me and was calling. And it was, I mean, they called birds right in. Nice. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. I remember uh, hearing this about uh, turkeys. Is it? You can say you sound the crappiest ever when it comes to calling, and they'll still come in. You know, it's one of those things. If they get their mind right, it doesn't matter. You know, if they if they get one tracked and they're looking for the ladies, they're coming. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same token, if they see something they don't like that's a little bit out of whack, they gone. So, yep. You know, it's I've, it's one of those birds. It's tough. Yeah, I've had one of those actually when I uh, on my first year sunset about seven thirty. I hear fluttering off to my right. I'm like, crap, he caught me. Right, <laughs> right. I've had deer do that more times than not. You know, just <sighs> come in. Next thing you know, you think you're being smooth, and they start blowing. Uh, mm -hmm. Or you know, I've I've gotten in there and gotten in before daylight. Sit like a black hole. Everything's perfect. The next thing you know, he wins you, man. You turn to the right, and there he sits. I mean, it's you know that it's man. It's but it's phenomenal. I mean, yeah. to, to have a turkey come in and just about blow you out of your seat. Um, I mean, that you just can't get any better than that. Yeah, I know. With uh, deer season, I was in a blind. I uh, have at my uh, private property I hunt at, and we were in. My wife and I were sitting down. And then we hear the blowing of a doe. Right. And she left and came back, left and came back, and right. then finally left. Right. And we didn't see anything the rest of the day. Oh, yeah, man. They're, they're worse than squirrels most days. You know, he's tattling on you, letting you know, hey, he's right here. Don't oh. come. But keeps coming back to talk trash. I mean, it's a add insult to injury. Pretty much. But you know, it's no, a whole load of fun. I, I don't care, man. I, I love deer. I uh, mm -hmm. always have. But, um, you know, I'm getting big into turkey. Um, some of the guys out in Texas, man, they, they're big into crane hunting. Never, never I tried it. But they, uh, me too. they say it's like the filet mignon of the flying world. So I've actually heard that. Yeah. And, and I do want to. Oh, I want to try that. I want to try it. Yeah. It's, crane. Man, it's it's tough, though. I, I actually pheasant hunted this year. Um, it's hard to get a, a, a quad a to swing that fast, you know, to get all those birds. They're quick. I got it. The outrider. Yeah. It's because it's a uh, hand controlled like that. Right. Boom. Sip and puff. Boom. Right. Right. And you know, I, I, I was going to try to do it the, uh, the, the old quad way. I, I didn't take my sip and puff. I was going to pull the trigger with my thumb and mm. man, I was, I was shooting in the breeze trying to catch those guys. We were, we were lucky enough to, to tag up with some friends that, you know, I mean, we did okay on birds. I think they said, um, um, this was a box where they were releasing them from uh, high towers. So mm -hmm. We'd be in different locations and they had dogs the whole nine yards, but nice. they were, they were going to release so many birds. And I think we, they said we, um, did 65%, whatever That's they good. released, we were able to connect with. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Cause I know normally what is it like? 20% that's connecting. Right. I mean, it's tough. It, I mean, it's, it's really tough. There's, we've got some buddies that are really good shots, you know, and some of the pairs, they tick me off. They move so easy. It's just like transferring, you know, you watch me, you're like, man, you suck, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. You ever done morning dove? Uh, I have not. We do. Uh, well, I say morning dove. We, it, we just consider on dove here. So we, we do dove hunt a good bit. 
Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's a bird that's fantastic. You talking about something delicious? Rather mm-hmm. than bacon, man, it's over with. Poppers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. I think it was two years ago. I went on my first dove hunt, successful dove hunt. Right. A box and a half for one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're gonna your shoulders are gonna know it the next day, man. You have to let them flow. Those guys can take a lick. It don't help. I got an eight pound Benelli with that uh, literally twelve gauge kicks like a mule. We get, we've got to get you a rifle rest, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh, let my chair take the brunt. Oh no, I uh, buddy of mine. He's former law uh not you know, former law enforcement too, uh, was a confinement officer specialized with firearms and everything. Right. He, he gave me the tip of, uh, instead of putting it on your shoulder where, you know, kick back and right. cause them damage, put it in the meat of your chest. And it's like, boom. Yeah. You know, let that yeah. hold it. We, we actually do an event. I was a saw gunner in the Marine Corps. So, you know, I love fully automatic. Uh, we do an event here. It's called man up where two of the sheriffs, um, from the local counties will bring out fully automatics and we we get people back on those suppressed and unsuppressed in a nine millimeter oh. 45 caliber we've got to get you down here man i mean it's you talk <laughs> about fun and then you add tannerite to the situation it's over with oh i have yet to do that uh, we're gonna fix that one <laughs> we're gonna fix that one yeah well I'm just, let's just work on uh, <laughs> what we got in front of our plate right now. <laughs> there you go. Podcast it is. Here we go. Right. So you did a podcast and we're gonna, with uh, Greg Trainer for right. a while. Right. Accessible Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. Man, that's that's good stuff. I enjoy it. You know, I'm, I'm waiting on my buddy Greg to get back to feeling better and we're going to jump back at it. Um, yeah. How- how many episodes have you guys recorded so far? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. Um, Greg keeps track of it. I'm just lucky enough to hold on to his shirt tails. Um, right. You know, it's one of those things. We've had some really good people on. Um, and we haven't pushed it as much as I I hope we would. Um, yeah. But it's one of those things. It's Man, I've, I've been blessed. I've worked with the Atlanta Braves on their disability council. Um, have blogged for Bard Medical Group and Liberator Medical. and um, they've let me blog about anything under the sun. And I'm not saying that to try to toot my horn. It's just there are so many avenues out there that we all need to press to continue to advocate. And I'm hoping that, you know, being able to be on your podcast again, maybe at some point, um, mm-hmm. if you allow old redneck to come back on um, hey. me and Greg teaming up. I mean, I, I enjoy talking shop and, uh, just being able to figure out new ways to get out and do things, whether it's travel, which I think we need to push more. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's terrible right now when you can't get to a, a bathroom on an airplane. And it's 2023. Uh, you know, that's All one right. of those things. We need to make some changes. All right. Advocate for more things. Absolutely. Especially with uh, not just uh, wheelchair bound people, right. but also individuals like me with bad feet. Absolutely, cool. man. I mean, it's. We need to be doing it as a group. You know, mm-hmm. it, everybody says a squeaky wheel, yada, yada. But if we don't come together as a community and demand changes, it's not about, you know, being rude. We can we can come at it. Um, you think about it, Greenville, South Carolina, they were just rooted, uh, voted uh, best small airport in the nation. That's great. Well, let's talk about how do you handle a wheelchair and how do you go through TSA? Um, mm-hmm. How do you talk to people that are visually impaired? Um, you know, we need to advocate together um, and make sure we make those changes. All right. They won't know if we don't tell them. Yeah. So what else do your nonprofit offer people? Um, uh, like I said, we're we're developing property in Greer. We're about five minutes from the airport. Right now we've got um, a bunch of shooting events. We do uh, sporting plays. Steel targets. Yeah. We've got dueling trees, um, a lot of AR formats, um, nice. track chairs. We've got some. Um, we're actually building a new pond for fishing rodeos, um, accessible gardening. Um, mm. it, I mean, you name it, we're trying to do it. Um, we reach out to people and try to find out what their format is. Um, what I want to do is something that we don't I've, I've yet to see. We're close to Asheville, North Carolina. But nobody mm-hmm. has a wheelchair accessible treehouse. Stayed in cabins, 
I say we build a tree house. Let's make this thing happen, man. Oh, a tree house to be able to go up to in a wheelchair. And Absolutely, man. Not have to climb a freaking set of stairs or a ladder. Right. Right. And yeah, you know, ladder. try to keep the the blue uh, you know, the the footprint as minimal as possible, but yep. at the same token accessible. Uh, yeah. But sky's the limit. Here's the kicker. I can't outgive God. I can't outthink him. Um, you know, I just keep pushing to try to figure out new ways to do it. I hate the format of nonprofits. You have to go out and do funding. I like mm. the FUN part of it, but I don't like the D. Um, but unfortunately, right. it takes dollars to be able to do it. But, you know, that's the kicker is we want to find mutually beneficial partners. Um, and I mean that in the in the, the token, the letter of the law in that, um, you know, we find guys and girls that like to hunt and we send them that way. Uh, fishing's the same way. And again, we write blogs about it. You know, we talk about it. This is where mm -hmm. you go. This is who you reach out to. Uh, we love sports. We take guys and girls to ball games, um, hockey, um, take them to the Braves. We take them to the Greenville Drive, which is a semi-pro team here. Um, anything. I, I mean, we'll take them to the Peace Center to, to hear shows. It, it's nice. really, you know, it's about getting out of your head getting mm -hmm. out of your home and let's just have fun getting and healing. Right. I mean, life goes on. We, we don't want to just exist. We want to get back to living. Right. So, and do you do anything with, uh, I know you're talking about, uh, working with entities, but do you do anything with government in terms of, uh, lobbying? Uh, I haven't, I don't really like the politics side of it. Unfortunately, it's going to take that. Yeah. Um, it, I, that's one of the avenues we're looking at. I'm looking at finishing up my doctoral program, um, mm -hmm. to be able to do more leadership and advocacy. Um, it's, it's one of those things. If we're not in the game, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen the show Hamilton, me and you were talking about history before that, uh, yeah. I'm a history major in college. Uh, I want to be in the room where it happens. You know, right. I don't necessarily need it doesn't need to be about me. I, I don't yep. want anybody to ever think that I'm trying to uh, soapbox. It's not about yep. that at all. But it's going to take us if we have to jump out there. And I don't mind being the first guy in the door. Yeah, I understand that. And do you plan on using Roar to do big game hunts like out west or in Africa? Um, you know, man, that's one of the things. I We, we want to go to Africa. I'm, I'm going to Africa. It's, it's coming. My right. in-laws um, have been going for the last 25 years. They actually have a place out there that does safaris. Um, it's not a hunt safari. It's a camp safari. But can uh, you imagine, man, being in a canvas tent, free range, have lions come in? And these are not captive lions. These are full-on letting it yeah. go lions. I, I want to hear that. I've got to hear <laughs> that. They'd be going around in a track chair with a uh, steel cage around it. You know, all I got to do is outrun some of the folks that are with me, man. I'd be definitely hooking up something to go in 30 mile an hour. Then. <laughs> yeah, we, we got we to gotta make sure we boogie. You know, yeah. I, uh, a couple of my guys that are on the board, we've been talking about some new activities. And I've got two things I've yet to do. Um, and I plan on doing them. Uh, I grew up surfing and living in different places and swimming with sharks. I'm going on a shark dive. Um, had an nice. opportunity to do it with the PVA last summer. And uh, some things fell through and it didn't happen. But we're going to a, at least the Atlanta Aquarium and swim with the sharks. Oh, and that's that, nice. That's awesome, man. Um, and I, I still want to skydive. I, I mean, I've, I've got it in me. I want to do a halo jump, man. High altitude, low yeah. opening, just free fall forever and a day. Man, I, I've got to get it. So, you ever reached out to any of the veteran nonprofits that do that sort of thing? Yeah, we have. Um, again, like I said, I want to do the halo jump. Um, mm -hmm. There's only a couple civilian locations that do it, but there's one place uh, in California um, that does it. I I just haven't been out there yet. You know, it's yeah, man. There's only so much time and so many things on the plate. Um, All right, it makes it tough, but man, I mean, that's what makes life worth living. Yeah, I know Operation Enduring Warrior. They mm -hmm. do that sort of thing, which. Right. I haven't been, I haven't jumped out of a perfectly good airplane yet. So, you know, it's it's one of those things you do. Uh, you do a lot of stupid stuff when you're young and dumb. Um, I just uh, I haven't reached my getting out of that dumb stage yet. I just turned 50. So, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. I'm uh, 
going to be turning 38 this year. So I've got oh, ways man. to go. You're, you're a spring chicken, man. You're good to go. <laughs> I'm a spring chicken, but then I look at the actual spring chickens and how they think that they're top dog. <laughs> hey, man, it, it is what it is. All we can do is push on, you know, right. Life's going to be tough. It, it is what it is, but you know, we can, we can do a lot to make those changes a little bit easier. Technology is right. an awesome thing. Yeah. So back to the hunting portion of it, when do you think you would be able to do like elk hunting or anything? Man, that's on my bucket list. I've got a place on my fireplace that is just dead set for an elk. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, you got to do a draw. Um, yeah. And a lot of them's tough. You know, I've oh. talked to some of the guys with um, No Excuse Outdoors and, you know, Dan and those guys, we uh, we've talked about coming out that way and doing some hunts. I'm hoping to uh, be able to get a draw for one. Yeah. So. My dream's a mountain goat. Mountain goat. <laughs> hey, there, there's a lot of them out there. It's just, man, they're tough to get to. Yeah, especially for somebody with bad feet. So hey, We can put you in a track chair and make a bunch of racket. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be structurally stable to go up scree. Nope, probably not. <laughs> you know, I've I, I've fallen out of those a couple times and had the wounds to wounds to show for it. But yeah, I think that's going to be an old school painful climb with uh, climbing sticks. Right. You know, I man, I would love to get back old school, be able to go canvas tents and mm. you know chasing elk full on for a week with my buddies. But man, it's tough as a quad when you're trying to stay warm and it's you know forty degrees. So. Yeah, I, I don't see my days of getting out in the canvas tent anymore. Yeah, you'd have to have um, a lot of heat pads. Oh yeah, buddy heater and you know a heating vest and everything else. But yeah, you know, those things are there too. Yeah, I know. I was talking with uh, Kevin Estella a while back about survivability as a disabled individual, and he was saying for. Uh, as like a day pack or something in case of emergency, have it on you or your chair that has body warmers or hand warmers that, you know, air activate that you can put in your body and actually keep your core warm for, you know, upwards of at least eight to 10 hours. So, you know, that's the thing, man. Um, I'm blessed that I was in the Marine Corps. And so everything is, you know, preparation. Um, Mm -hmm. Two is one, one is none. Um, the guys laugh at me sometime if I'm going on a turkey hunt, we're traveling to do it, or if I'm doing it here, a lot of times my backpack has first aid kits and, uh, mm-hmm. hand warmers and extra water, uh, tourniquet. Well, you know, we can carry those if we need to, hopefully we won't need to, but yep. you know, we can make that happen too. Um, but you know, you just got to be prepared. That's the biggest thing about it. It's knowing how to do it. Um, that's when I talk about advocacy. It's the same thing. Figure out what equipment you need and what works, mm-hmm. um, you know, and be prepared for the uh, unprepared. Oh, yeah. Those little things that can get in the way that you're not you ready for, basically. Well, that's life of a disabled person. You know, you just uh, it, it's it's one thing, you know, it's funny enough. I've I've been in the woods and, and get ready for a deer or whatever and then have a muscle spasm kick in, you know, it's. <laughs> You can't do anything to stop that. All you have to do is ride it out and hope that the animal sticks around long enough. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, f- focus in on the animal. Pray to God I can shoot. Right, right. I'm just trying to breathe through some of the spasms sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I understand uh, some of those feeling like the shock coming up from my stomach all the way down to my foot. You know, that's the biggest thing is people, it's the unseen parts of of disability world you know the neurogenic pain and constant pain and mm-hmm. you know it's not that you're whining and crying uh, i'm gonna keep pushing on through it most people don't know that i'm in pain every day but yeah you know it's it's tough when you're sitting in a chair and i tell people don't do as i do there's there's been times i really want to chase animals i'll spend the night in my chair kick it all the way back you know i've spent the night sleeping in my truck at the truck stop so i could chase another deer or, you know yeah. get a little bit more time in the woods yeah, I know. I've seen a video of a guy who does carpentry and whatnot, and he's in a chair. And he says the, and I think they were saying the worst part about uh, him, he was saying is getting up in the morning, and then he gets in his chair, and that's when the spasms kick in for right. the first time. Yep. You know, it's it makes it tough, man. But you know what? It's it also makes life worth living. You know. Yeah. 
pain just reminds us that we got a job to do and we just got to keep pushing. Um, of course, we need to try to mediate for that and not do too much stupid stuff and cause our bodies long term um, yeah. pain um, issue. But at the same token, man, don't stop living. Right. Do you plan on uh, do you teach the history of disability at your place or do you plan on doing something similar to that? Um, we, you know, we talk about ADA. We talk about a couple of things like that. We're blessed that. Um, some of the schools around, we get to talk to physicians. Um, mm -hmm. They'll actually PT and OT will send out um, new students um, that are going through their program. We can talk about disability advocacy um, day to day with Spinal Cord World. Um, I do a lot of speaking engagements, um, can ramble on all day. Um, all right. The hard part is staying focused when you got 20 or 30 minutes. Um, I'm, we're blessed that the PT and OT courses give us two hours. Mm -hmm. um, and then they stick around and we show them um, archery. Uh, we just built three new archery targets, um, new archery stations, I would I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and we do everything. We just did a Cabela's grant. Um, blessed enough, we got a bunch of recurve bows, compound bows, crossbows, um, some hand cranked. Um, just it, it's an awesome opportunity to try out new activities. We're um, we're trying to figure out the quad aspect of axe throwing. Um, we're building an axe throwing facility as well. Um, nice. You know, man, it, I'm telling you, the sky's the limit. I just I want a facility that people can come to get out of their head and home. But it'd be a respite place. We take care of the family as well as the, the person that's going through whatever ailment. Yeah, I know a couple of nonprofits I've talked to. That's one of their main things is not only are they taking care of the individual, they're right. taking care of the family so the family can relax too right. as well. Well, it's an, it's a, it's a full on entity. You know, I tell mm -hmm. people, I don't want my wife to be my caregiver. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. she's stuck in that position sometimes. Um, but you know, we do very well for better or for worst. Um, you know, I, I tell people I got into a, a heated argument one day with a guy and I said, you know, I'm in, I'm in a non-traditional marriage. And man, you should have saw his face. I guess he thought I was going to say something inappropriate. And I said, I go to I go to bed when my wife goes to bed, whether I'm tired or not, because when I transfer in the bed, I'm going to wake her up, and tick her off anyway. So, you know, yep. it's just easier to do that. And we learn that it's it's a it's a village. You know, it takes us mm -hmm. all. We need to take care of the family because if we don't take care of that whole entity, it all breaks down. Yeah. So with your archery equipment that you guys are getting in. Right. Do you do much archery other than crossbow? Do you use uh, traditional compound or recurves? Recurves, I haven't. Um, compound bows, I do. I use uh, youth bow. It's a little mm -hmm. bit easier, shorter draw, lighter weight. Um, I used to bow fish a lot uh, before mm -hmm. my injury. Love it. Uh, Want to try to get back into some of that. Um, as a quad, I'm learning to use some of the releases. Um, since I can't pull the trigger with my finger, I use my chin. So mm -hmm. we've just learned on the release, you know, I pull back all the weights on my wrist and I can adjust my chin just with a simple and, you know, release that release and, and try to stay on target. Yeah. yeah. Mainly your crossbow hunter then I take yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just easier to go to. It, it's, uh, but you know, with, um, with some of those, it's just one shot and you're done. Yeah. Um, we do, we just got two new crossbows that are both, uh, hand cranked takes five pounds of pressure. Um, not very difficult. So, I mean, it, it cocks them out there and puts them in the wind, 375, 425 feet per second. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a high end stuff, but it's, it's an awesome opportunity to, to get people out, allow them to try it for themselves. Yep. What type of crossbows do you use? Um, we've got a couple, uh, we just got a couple 10 points. We got, mm -hmm. um, I use a wicked Ridge, which is made by the same company. Mm -hmm. um, there's a Barnett that we just picked up. Um, trying to think of another um, PSE has a couple that we've got in compound and crossbow. Um, nice. We were we were blessed. I mean, Cabela's really did it right. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I use a Carbon Express. Yeah, yeah. You uh, can't go uh, wrong with that. Well, uh, that one I bought it used. It was kind of funny for the story on that. 
So it had three different price tags on it to oh, begin right. with. It was originally 400. Right. Then another price a price tag said 300, then 200, and then the guy I bought it off of he hadn't even shot it. Never he had just assembled it and he paid $100 for I paid $100 for it. Sweet. Can't go wrong with that. Right. Can't go wrong with that. Well, it's uh taking out some several deer now and supplied meat for the freezer so that's what it's about you know we're not indiscriminately going out just shooting away you know um, yeah that's the thing about it most of your hunters uh disabled or not are huge conservationists we want to know what the animals are doing how they live um mm -hmm. how their populations are doing and we get out you know one of my biggest things is i love watching trail camp um i love pulling up you never know what's coming around yeah but yeah, I have one live trail cam that I have out at the private property. That is the only one. It's situated in a very specific way. Right. It feeds to the phone, and I get to see pictures while I'm at work or whatnot. Right. And that's it. I don't use it for scouting or anything like that. I just like looking at the deer. Sure. You know, right behind our house, it's funny. Um, where we live, everything is being encroached upon. Everything is being developed. Um, we've got thousands of houses going up. BMW, Michelin are um, prevalent right here in South Carolina. So there, uh, we got Boeing and, and a few other places, but mm -hmm. everything is getting gone. And so a lot of what we do is um, just being able to see some of the animals out. Um, and we set up one of the trail cams is right behind our house on a feeder, 100 yards from our back porch. And we get a thousand pictures a week. Um, nice. deer coming in and we have 15 acres right here. That's it. So, um, you know, the deer yeah. are here, but they're, they're running out of space. Yeah. I know, um, what I hunt on is about 10 acres of land and I only got maybe an acre to play with if that to actually hunt on because everything else is just super dense and right. going through that makes a lot of noise. Right. You know, that's <laughs> and, the biggest thing too, is you go ahead, but. Oh yeah, and uh, there's a lot of thorn brush in that acres of land that's forest. <laughs> and you know, I know me and you were talking earlier, and, and uh, was blessed. I get to go out to Texas some, and you get to some of those places, and it's you know seventeen thousand acres, um, and you're like, wow, man, this is a county. Um, no and, kidding. You know, we were we were chasing pigs this time. Um, I've been out to Texas, and we've seen six and seven hundred pigs at a time. Um, and some of their fields are uh, a few hundred acres. And so, you you know, this time we were trying to uh, close the gap on pigs that were 200 plus pounds um, and they'd be in a field 600 acres wide. And your chair, your everyday chair just won't cover it, no. um, you know, and you're doing it at night with thermals. And, um, you know, it's it's an awesome adventure. But at the same token, Everybody thinks it's just running and gunning, and that's not the case. You know, you're you're trying to figure out how to do it safely, um, in the yeah. dark, um, and at the same time have enough footage that you can show people on social media. It's tough, right? Well, they can't unless they can strap you to a chair and a helicopter, and then give you a lovely firearm to play with for that. Well, they do those too, you know, and that's that's one of the fun things. Um, you know, uh, any way we can figure out how to approach, you know, we've done, my wife gets mad at me. Usually she gets some kind of live feed or her friends telling her, Hey, have you seen social media? Mike's on another, uh, trailer behind the ATV somewhere. And, you know, <laughs> I just want to go. Um, and, uh Oh, you got a visitor. But oh no, he went, he went, drove, he went right. He, he got my son. Yeah. My son went to the bathroom. So oh, yeah, he's quick, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You know, the biggest, the next thing I want to do, I think, is a golf cart, electric golf cart that's accessible. Man, they're quiet, um, mm -hmm. pretty quick. And, you know, you can get close to animals a, a lot faster than that track chair, but it's good yeah. stuff. That's why I'm starting to point out to people the Outrider USA because, uh, the coyote, because four wheels, quad, he said it's super quiet. He's gotten up close to animals too before. So, right. And we've been blessed. We see those guys, too. I mean, it, it, it's awesome to see all the technologies that's out there. 
Oh my goodness. I mean, give it what five, 10 more years and we'll see something else pop up. Right. Right. You know, my thing is just trying to be able to transfer to some of it. I don't, um, you know, I, I, I advocate for track chairs because, um, we're blessed that we have three and we've got a couple guys around us that, um, Jacob with Waymaker and, and those guys are friends. And so, yeah. um, you know, we're blessed. I just want people to come out and try them before you spend mm. money on it. It's not made for everybody. No. Um, you know, I, I want to get the guys from Outrider to allow us to try those out. Maybe we put on a forum of some sort and get them to come out. Um, yeah. I want to be able to do more accessible camping. Um, do yurts and and that kind of stuff. I still don't mind tent camping. Um, is glamping still if you look at it because I use a air mattress. You know, I, I don't need a pressure sore, so it is yeah. what it is. Well, wife and I are trying to go camping this year, and hopefully we get to, and we're hopefully be able to have a truck to do it with. <laughs> that way yeah. we can fit some cots in there. There you go. You know, that's what it's about, man. Uh, you know, everybody laughs and jokes and you got to try to figure out what vehicles to drive. And this will be year 28 for me. And I've been blessed that I've always had trucks. Uh, but I'm really thinking about trying to go to like a Sprinter van like Greg Trainer's got. Um, yeah. But I want four wheel drive and be able to drive from my chair. Um, <laughs> and they're they're building Mercedes right here in South Carolina. So. Again, advocacy, man. I'm going to keep pushing them. They don't know to build it if we don't talk to them about it. Right. They don't know what needs to be done. Right. I know we've been all over the spectrum, man. <laughs> hey, I like going all over the spectrum. It's fun. Right. Going down a few tangent rabbit holes every so often. That's right. Keep trucking while we can. Right. So what's, where do you see Roar Outdoors in the next five years? Oh, wow. Um Man, I, t I tell you, I hope we continue to grow. Um, it's one of those things that it's tough um, when you think about like um, with COVID and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. How do you have social events when you can't be social? Um, right. We do a lot of fundraising and clay shoots and that kind of stuff. Um, again, we do an event called Man Up where we bring fully automatic firearms out. You know, we want to do stuff different. Um, five years from now, I hope we're doing a lot more advocacy. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we, we try to stay on the spectrum um, as far as being able to outreach. And we talk about other groups working together. It, we can't do it as a single entity. Um, yeah, I, I know too many people get wrapped up in you know, what their nonprofit is. And I'm just blessed enough to wear a lot of hats. Um, you know, that's that's the biggest kicker for me. I, I don't care who gets publicity for anything under the sun as long as we're getting people out of their heads and homes. And we're doing it the right way. Let's right. let's show them that life goes on, man. Right. But, um. I I don't I don't foresee us going anywhere for a very long time. Right. That's great. Now, what do you personally think you'll be wanting to hunt within the next few years? Oh man, I'm telling you, elk, moose, you name it. I've got it on my list. Um. I would love, like you said, to get to Africa. I don't know that I necessarily want to hunt Africa. I just want to see the animals. But man. Um, getting out west, uh, mm -hmm. antelope, man, red stag. Uh, Robin Clark killed a monster, and dude, I, I, I've got to get that. I've got to see it. Um, I think that's everybody's same hit list is all the big games: right. elk, antelope, or or pronghorn, moose, right. right, caribou. I saw Ryan Bodwin of Ryan off the grid. When I had him on, he was telling me about his black impala from right. Africa that he right. shot. And now it's, that's, if I go to Africa, that is the only one I'm going after. I don't really? care. I like, man, I love kudu. Um, you name it. There's a lot of places in Texas where you can hunt exotics. Um, you know, price tags are still high, but mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, you find ways to make those passions happen. Yep. Um, man, I can, well, I can see getting after them. Yep. Well, that's why they're called dream hunts, right? Right. And nothing wrong with my dream. <laughs> Dreams keep you happy. Uh, like, oh, eventually this will be it. Dream hunt. Right. Dream hunt. I'm with you, man. <laughs> we'll have to team up and go on some dream hunts. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. Well, all we can do is try, right? Right. Well, uh, do you want to tell people how to reach you and Roar sure. Outdoors. Um, you can reach us at www.roaroutdoors.org. 
Um, Facebook is one of the ones I update the most. We have Instagram and those others. Um, I link them together. Uh, again, um, we, we get out and do all kinds of things. I mean, I want to be able to advocate anything under the sun. Love sports, love travel. Um, we do a lot with uh, cruises. You know, get out on a cruise ship, talk about what's going on. Uh, we were blessed. We just got back. We did a cruise um, over Thanksgiving, 6,288 passengers on the Mardi Gras with nice. Carnival. And I'm going to tell you, man, that ship, for for me, it was easy to get around. Uh, a lot of automated systems, uh, being able to get in and out of doors. They have bulkheads that you can go out and sit on your own balcony. I mean, that's where it's at. And you don't have to... Um, we're necessarily about being around a ton of people, even though you got 6,000 plus people. Um, there's no. 19 decks. I mean, to me, you can Uber, uh, you know, on a boat. That's pretty much what you're doing. You go to sleep, wake up somewhere else. Uh, right. But you were staying in the middle of the sh uh, sleeping in the middle of the strip. So it didn't feel the rocking. Hey, you know, it is what it is. Don't stay on the back. We've made that mistake, too. Uh, you know, but it's it's a lot of fun. But. Yeah, definitely reach out to us on on Facebook or anything if we can ever do anything for anyone. Um, that that again is is pretty much what it is. Um, it's being able to put a name with a face, um, willing to put your um, your honor at stake and say, you know, we want to just be able to get guys and girls out um, and be able to bridge those gaps where we can. You know, whether it be equipment, um, know how, places to go, or um, you know, I would love for um, states to work together. You know, North Carolina, mm -hmm. South Carolina, and Georgia. These are these are our people where I'm at. Um, maybe push our governors to get together and say, "Hey, you know, let's um, let's have a hunting season where guys and girls can come in um, and waive the hunting license." It, it sounds mm -hmm. like you're you're trying to get something for free. I guarantee you, if we if we do that, we'll get more in tourism than we ever will because most people with disabilities are going to bring somebody with them. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. It's been a fun talking with you. Sean, I truly appreciate you, man. You're doing great things, buddy. Well, thank you. And you guys are doing truly great things. I mean, helping everybody out with disabilities in the outdoors, advocating for uh, improvements in not only the outdoors, but also in everyday life and purpose. That's just something to be truly inspired above. And I thank you for come, agreeing to come on. And it's been fun. That means more than you know, buddy. Me, it really does. Yep. Well, everyone, thank you for listening in. And remember, stay adaptive. Absolutely. Just keep pushing.